0: Generally speaking, God wants us to be healthy and has given us all the help that we need to do what he's called us to do. All the energy that we need to to be able to do what he's called us to do. He's given us the the life and the time that we need to do all that he's called us to do. I'm in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 7, please. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 7. Now, the book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. And if we are going to follow the word of God, listen, wisdom outranks prayer. The Word of God outranks everything else because the Word of God defines prayer. It defines love. It tells us about gee, everything that we know spiritually we get from the Word of God. It's the only trustworthy, reliable book. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 10, Proverbs begins, excuse me, verse number 7, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, depart from evil. So those people that are not wise in their own eyes, they fear the Lord. And they will depart from evil. Notice what it says. It. uh, The fear of the Lord it's talking about. The fear of the Lord. It shall be health to thy navel. Underline the word health right there. And marrow to thy bones. Many blood diseases are a result of bone marrow problems. As you know, many types of leukemia. I cannot speak as a doctor. I don't know for sure. But you've heard the same thing. Um, Blood marrow supplies Um, The blood with white blood cells and um, its part is so essential to our um, immune system. And so notice it says, it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. God would not give us that if he did not want us to be healthy. But like I've said, all of God's promises are conditional. Everything is. Even salvation. You're not going to get to heaven without, without meeting the condition. The Bible says uh, the condition is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're not born believing. You've got to go, you've turned from unbelief to belief. We're born fools. We're born um, um, going astray. That's what the scriptures say, and uh, so we need to be saved. That's a decision that we make. Um, getting baptized, the decision that we make. If you want to be forgiven on a daily basis and in fellowship with God, there's conditions. If we confess our sins, if He is faithful and just to uh, forgive us of our sins. And so God would not tell us this in so many other verses in the Bible if he did not want us to be healthy. And it goes right down to the core of a person, right down to the innermost core. um, To health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Notice what it says in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse number 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto all them, uh, all those that find them. And health to some of their flesh. No. Most of their flesh. It's going to be complete wholeness and wellness. Health to all their flesh. So one thing can produce complete wellness or health. Notice what it says. To all their flesh. But it's conditional. Again, what is the condition? In verse number 20. Attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my sayings. In other words, it's speaking uh, in the first person. Referring to God and the word of God. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Notice it says. For they, the words of God, as, as we apply them obviously. Are life to all those that find them. And health to all of their flesh. Now, I am not a physician. I'm not a medical practitioner of any kind. I'm not a doctor, not even a nurse, not an LPN. But I am a Bible believing uh, Christian and a preacher of the Word of God. And as a preacher of the Word of God, a preacher must needs preach the whole counsel of God Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, all the way through to Revelation. And so I've tried to do that and have a well-balanced ministry. If you come on Wednesday night, you know basically for almost the whole time that I have been here, we have been teaching through books of the Bible. It was about, um, I guess about 13, 14 years ago. I started in Genesis and uh, took about 11 and a half years and got through Revelation, uh, wanting to preach and teach the whole counsel of God. And it's important that we come on Wednesday nights. If you can, you ought to be here for that. And then in Sunday school, we teach the biblical topics, where God speaks, we speak. And then, of course, in Sunday uh, Sunday morning, that's preaching, that's a little bit different, and Sunday night. But the preacher has an obligation to preach the whole counsel of God. And much of the counsel of God is in regard to to health and well-being. Now, if a pastor is supposed to preach the whole counsel of God, then he will not avoid this subject. Now, I want you to hear me. I'm speaking, I'm not, I'm not speaking about, I'm speaking about sickness. I'm speaking about disease. I'm not speaking about a condition. I'm not speaking about uh, a a disability or a birth birth defect. I'm talking about sickness. I'm talking about how to avoid being sick. And I've got to tell you, there is way too much sickness here at Union Baptist Temple. Way too much sickness. Now, people just may say they're being sick. Your kids may be telling you they're sick. But um, are they really sick? But if they really are, I want to see if we can do something to, to remedy the situation. I believe the answer is in the word of God. I believe that man has created a world of problems, but the word of God is the answer to all of man's problems, all of man's struggles, all of man's, uh, no matter how complicated the world gets, the Bible simplifies it. Very much so. Anyway, um, the government has done a good job in silencing preachers and doing a good job, now listen to this word, constitutionally silencing dissent by demanding that the preacher, or anybody for that matter, must be qualified to speak on a particular subject. Psychological advice, unless you have a license. Um, Health advice, unless you have a license. Legal advice, unless you have a, a license. Now, dear friend, what I'm saying is, The Bible Bible is the premier health book. The Bible is the final authority in all matters of faith and practice. And when God speaks, it ends all controversy. And if science contradicts the Bible, then science is always wrong. Whether it be astronomical science, cosmological science, biological science, or medical science. If medical science goes against the word of God, then medicine is wrong. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Just because a man wears a robe, a white robe and a stethoscope around his neck and his office smells like you know, alcohol does not mean that he is qualified to give medical advice. Especially if it's not based upon the word of God. And all true doctors that fear God and love God will start their medical practice when they talk to you on the fear of God. Are you with me? That's what it says right there. For they are life to all their flesh. And I want to say this just because you get saved does not mean your problems are going to go away. In fact, if you had financial problems before you got saved, you're going to have financial problems after you get saved. You're going to have to apply the word of God. God says, Listen, all of my promises, all of my blessings. All answers to prayer come after you meet the condition. Most of us, we want the answer, but we don't want to meet the condition. Revival is that way. If my people, which are called by my name, you meet the conditions, and then God says, then I'll heal your land. God says so much about health, and we ignore it. And one of the reasons is because we want to spiritualize everything. You should not read the Bible just to to know the deep things of God. But it says that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. And being a Christian has got to be a priority. You've got to make Christ number one. You cannot just expect to be a carnal Christian and expect God to bless. God say I am not going to bless you. If you regard iniquity in your heart, I'm not going to answer your prayers. If you will not listen to me when I speak, I will not listen to you when you cry unto me. If you do not hear the cry of the poor, he says, I am not going to listen to you when you become poor. God God said that. The Bible preacher can show you how to keep from getting sick in the first place. There's a, there's, a, there's a reason why most medical doctors, they'll tell you they're Christians, but they're Catholic or something like that. Or they're from India nowadays, if you can even understand them. You know, And you're lucky if you can even see one. And if you do see one, the average visit is 10 minutes. But good health begins with the Word of God. It begins there. Now, here's, here's, what, here's what I'm getting at. A medical doctor is trained in evolutionary sciences. Okay? Ask them, how, how many classes did you take in Proverbs at medical school? How many classes did you take in Genesis? Right? I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's not based upon the Word of God. And if that guy doesn't fear God, you're going to have even more problems because the fear of the Lord is the very beginning of Wisdom. Right, And we need to, if we're going to be wise, we've got to walk with wise men and seek wise counsel, especially in this area of health. The medical doctor is trained in evolutionary sciences. A preacher is trained in the word of God. A medical doctor is trained in Darwinian medicine. In fact, that's what they call it, Darwinian medicine. Darwinian medicine. The Bible preacher is trained in biblical health. The medical doctor is at the mercy of medical boards and pharmaceutical companies. If you don't believe that, do a little bit of research. I remember back in high school, I remember a teacher in a high school class talking about the corruption in the drug companies back in the 1970s, saying that the only reason why they stay in business, talking about how they were sued millions and millions and millions of dollars all the time. And somebody raised their hand and says, well, how come they stay in business? He says, because they're only sued about 5% of their total income. So it's very profitable for them. And we've got to remember, do we not agree with the Bible when it says the love of money is the root of all evil? A medical doctor is trained in Darwinian medicine. The Bible preacher is trained in biblical health. The medical doctor is at the mercy of medical boards and pharmaceuticals. The medical doctor treats... The symptom. The, any honest medical doctor will tell you that he does not cure, he does not heal. All he does is cover the pain, cover the problem, makes it go away, go into remission. But the Bible will get to the heart of the problem every time. Now, I want to say this I'm not completely against medical doctors. Uh, I'm, I'm against them when they're against the Bible, okay? But I'm against them also as a first line of health. You see what happens is after we get sick we go to the medical doctor when really in reality God does not want you to be sick in the first place. Now I'm not talking about the cold and things like that. I'm talking about disease. God says in Exodus if you obey me I will put none of these diseases upon you. None of them. I mean we either believe it or we don't. The medical doctor treats the symptoms. The Bible preacher will point to Jesus as the cure. And the medical doctor is trained in just that, medical, medicine, doctor. They're trained to treat problems with medicine or drugs. What it is, is we wait until, you know, our our bodies are broken down. And then we decide we're going to go to the doctor. We're more concerned about what, you know, the quality of gas that goes into the gas tank than we are the quality of food that goes into our bodies. And that's going to have a problem. If you don't feed the body body what it's supposed to, like you don't feed a car what it's supposed to, or run on what it's supposed to, it's going to have pings and pangs. This message is basically to younger people. I'm talking about 25 and younger. Because as we're going to see in just a little while, what are we going to do if you get older and you violated all these principles when you were young and now, now the consequences are catching up with you? Now what do you do? Well, we'll talk about that another time. But let's just go ahead and lay the groundwork first of all let's just see what the bible has to say the medical doctor okay again the medical doctor is at the mercy of medical boards and pharmaceutical companies and he will treat your symptom with drugs but jesus is the cure the bible teaches us that sin is a lot a lot of the problems that, um, that, that, that uh, show up in our lives. It's just because of sin. It's unfaithfulness to God. It's not fearing God. It's not loving God supremely. You say, well, I don't do these bad things. Well, that's just half the equation. What about your drive to serve God and your love for God? The Bible says the fear of God produces good health. Fearing God. America is the most medicated nation on the entire earth. I'm talking about legal drugs now. The most medicated nation on the entire earth. And, uh, uh, and, and as far as health, we have the worst health than any other industrialized nation in the world. It seems the more we go to the doctor, the sicker we get. Listen to what the Bible says, and you tell me if you believe it. You tell your heart if you believe it. It says, I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. Does the doctor heal you or does God heal you? Now, sometimes, I, I guess maybe I drive people away because I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not the kind of person that can just gloss over this stuff. You know? I, I mean, I, I, folks that have, you know, have come for a long time and stuff like that, they'll say, well, the doctor healed me. I, say, I thought you believed the Bible. You know, and folks get offended and they go away. God says, I heal you. God said that. I am the Lord. And healing is a miracle. And I heal you. Doctors don't heal you. I heal you. Psalm chapter 103, verse number 3 says, It is God who healeth all thy diseases. The U.S. has the most... Expensive health care in the entire world. In fact, the United States spends more on health care than the next ten biggest spenders combined. I'm not talking about trauma. People come from around the world. I'm not talking that's technology. I'm not talking about MRIs and things like that. I'm talking about how healthy Americans are. That's what I'm talking about here. Okay? So so don't 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 look don't don't look for a loophole here. Stay with me, okay? Um, The um, the medical doctor is someone you go to when you're sick. Church is a place that you go to keep from getting sick, and the Bible is a place that you go to keep from getting sick. I'm telling you, something is not right when you're always sick, especially young people, teenagers, always sick always missing school something is wrong with that there's a kid last year that missed one half of the school year and it was always something but a quarter of that time was sickness just sick you know and then and then sometimes it's not the kid that's sick but it's the mom that's sick i have said so many times and we all seem to agree that god has given you all that you need to do what he's called you to do and we all say amen but then, then we say, oh, I can't, I can't come to church, or I can't this, or I can't that. I get it. We catch cold, and we get to the flu. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about debilitating diseases, chronic disease is what I'm talking about, okay? By the way, a lot of folks would say, like a cold, for example, that's not disease. That's cleansing. And, uh, but I'm not even going to go there because we don't have to go there, okay? We let the Bible speak for itself. Uh, um, anyway, so... I'm not going to give you medical advice. I'm going to give you Bible advice. Okay? And, uh, uh, and there is a difference. The Bible has a lot to say about a person's health. And as a Christian, we should look to the Bible first. Now, let me give you a few observations. I've always had a difficult, uh, difficult time reconciling all the verses in the Bible about health. And I mean all of them, which is a lot of them. And the average christian's life and practice especially as sick as they are you would think in a church like this independent baptist church you would think that 95 percent would be here every single week but but i'm telling you there's a lot of sickness and just not physical a lot of it is mental as well okay and uh, but i'm telling you when when a person gets saved those mental problems go away remember when when jesus healed the maniac of gadara the bible says you know, they found him later. What does the Bible say? Sitting with Jesus and in his right mind. So Christ can handle all of these problems. All of these problems. Okay, But what we do is we don't want to go to Christ because we don't want to meet the condition. Therefore, we would rather continue in our lifestyle and go to the world and give us a pill to pep us up. So Amanda, as you know, I've given you this story before. She got sick and, and uh, several years ago. We went from doctor to doctor to doctor. Finally, one doctor got mad at her. She said, well, I heard from a biblical doctor, you know, nutritional doctor, that perhaps my, my problem is candida. And uh, the doctor got mad at her, and uh, I mean, I wasn't even in there. We had our, we had our kids go into the doctor's office um, as, as soon as they could to learn how to um, interact with adults, you know. And so the doctor just yelled at her, and she came out basically in tears. And... Uh, said, I won't see you no more. It's a funny thing, that doctor died when he was 59 years of age. I read a book years years ago, Dead Doctors Don't Lie. And doctors don't live very long. But I'll tell you what I I did learn. I I did learn that um, that Christians are just as sick as non-Christians. I learned that. I learned that uh, 50% of all people die of heart disease, whether they're saved or they're lost, whether they're doctors or preachers. I learned that 33% die of cancer, whether they're saved or lost. I learned that 8% are suffering with diabetes, whether they're saved or lost. Now, why is that? Now, this is just an introductory, so I'm going to be on this subject probably as long longer than I've ever been on, on this subject before. Certainly another two or three, uh, three weeks, maybe four weeks on this very thing. I want to cover it thoroughly. Now, why are Christians as sick as lost people? Why is it? I'm going to give you five reasons. I don't know if we'll get any further today. Number one, in fact, I probably won't get through these five. Number one, pre-Christian lifestyle free Christian lifestyle. That is why it's so important. I changed, I changed the, my ministry several years ago when I realized that as you get older, what you did is in the past and you can't undo it. And now you're going to have... I remember Brother Gene preached a sermon several years ago and I, I've never forgotten the one line of he said, you are free to choose but you are not free from the consequences that come as a result of that choice. That is so true. That is so I've never forgotten that. And he preached that years and years ago. And I, that's always been right at the top of my mind. And um, so so pre Christian lifestyle. Before you got saved, you lived like the devil. So did I. We, 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 didn't, we, we, were, we were on drugs and we didn't care. And then what we would do is we would convince ourselves that we're saved and we ain't saved. The Bible says, the Bible says you, you do you live that way, you ain't saved. You haven't been delivered. That's what it says. They that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So we've dumbed down the power of the gospel so we can, get, so we can claim that, you know, well, so-and-so prayed a prayer. I, I, I am done with that. Brother, we're not, we're not, I'm not going down that road. We don't have to water down the gospel to somehow convince ourselves that our husbands, our wives, our children, or our parents are saved, and we know good well that they're not saved. Because their lifestyle reveals it. And even if they, even if you are saved you're living like that, the Holy Spirit's going to convict you. And most of those people, when they get right with God, they get the assurance of their salvation. And a lot of the assurance is simply they weren't saved in the first place. Well, it's a pre-Christian lifestyle. For example, Proverbs says, okay, and a lot of us in this day and age, you know as well as I do, we were fooling around, committing fornication. You know it, you know. And... Um, I'm not saying everybody, but that's the way it is today. And that's why I preach, that's why I said last week, man, I, I would come from, I would drive as far as I had to drive to get into a church, at least where the church emphasizes the sins of youth. And remember now, thy like Creator, in the days of thy youth, because the sins that you commit today, if you're, if you're 20 years old, the sins that you commit today are going to haunt you in 30 years from today. People who sow their wild oats in youth, you should expect consequences to sprout in adulthood. Now hear hear what I just said. So for those that are younger now, I'm talking about 20s and maybe early 30s and whatnot. Okay? When you're still testing the waters and you're really not committed, why do we have to wait until we're 70 before we get committed to God? Why do we have to wait until we're nearly blind before we give up uh, pornography? Why do we have to give, wait, wait until, you know, until, until we can't hear before we give up you know, sinful music? right? Why can't we dedicate our bodies to the Lord in youth? But we give it to the devil and he's going to use it and abuse it and the problems are going to show up down the road and they will show up. God said they're going to show up. So don't blame God when you're 50 years of age and you get cancer. Blame yourself. Because God said it's going to come. God said that. Okay? Now, you say, well, you, 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 don't, you don't have faith in God? Say, okay, the very fact that somebody would make that statement proves that they don't have faith in God. You better have enough faith to, to believe that God is going to do what he said he is going to do. And not just a prayer or you feeling sorry for yourself 20 years or 30 years later. That, that's not going to that, that, you need grace now. But I'm telling you if, if you, decide, you, if you decide when you're 20 years of age, you're going to jump from a, a building. Okay? Now follow me now. And you make a foolish decision, and so you land. You live, but you land. And, and so you're paralyzed from the waist down. You know what? You're going to be paralyzed next year, and next year, and next year as well. And all the praying in the world is not going to change any of that. For example, Proverbs says, now this is what Proverbs says, and this is just one area. I'm telling you, it's going to catch up with you. God says it's going to catch up with you. That's why you need to fear God and fear him in youth more than anything else. Okay? And I'm going to tell you something else. You get hooked on this drugs, and like I've said, you get hooked on pornography, chances are you're never going to get off. And I know folks say, well, I'm going to get married, and that'll take care of all my pornography problems. No, it won't. No, I'm telling you, it's not going to. It's, it, marriage is not going to fix If Christ can't fix it, marriage won't fix it. Whoso committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding. He that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. Proverbs chapter 7 and verse number 23 says, You go ahead and do that. You live in fornication. It says a dart will strike through his liver. A dart. Now, Well, that's never happened to me. Nobody shot me with a dart. Yeah, but but dart in God's mind, I have no doubt it's an internal dart. And... It's going to hit that vital organ, and it's going to chop your life short. Your organs won't work well, and when your organs don't work well, it creates disease. When the pancreas doesn't work well, it's going to have problems, okay? When, well, anything, okay? Let's move on. Proverbs chapter 5 and verse number 11 says that if you commit fornication in youth the day will come listen to what it says when thy flesh and thy body will be consumed that's what it says saved or not you make these sinful decisions in youth it's going to haunt you in old age in adulthood many Christians were saved out of a life of drugs and alcohol and uh, praise the Lord for that but it's going to affect them all throughout their life well I gave it up But the Bible says that sin has consequences. And then number two, a pro-Calvinistic thinking. Pro-Calvinistic thinking. Now, two things I want to say on this. It is not God's will to save some people, you know, and not others. And we say amen. But now follow me. It is not God's will to to save you when you're 60, but not when you're 20. Now, you've got to quit falling for this. I hear this way too much. Okay? And I'm trying, honestly, I'm on your side. But you can hear the Calvinism coming out in just the prayer requests that we make. All the time. And I'm thinking, man, are we reading the same Bible? Or not? Where's your final authority? I mean, what what do you believe is your final authority? God blesses obedience that's what it says that's what it says well God is just going to have to overlook my sins and because I'm, I feel sorry now, that I've, now the doctor says I got cancer we're all around in the doctor's room and now we're all crying and we all start praying and calling everybody and his brother to pray for so and so I'm telling you they're not going to get healed in fact that's not even scriptural did you hear what I said? If any of you is sick let him call for the elders of the church. I'm just but ain't, we ain't going to do that. And that guy that's sick and told that he's got three months to live, he ain't going to do it either. He'll say well you do it for me. There's two kinds of folks in, in this room right now. You're, you're, you're either saying, preacher you're absolutely right man. You are absolutely right. When I apply Bible principles, it works. When I don't, it doesn't work. Well, doesn't God love me? God loves you so much that he is not going to allow you to live your life not realizing that there are consequences to sin. And that should drive a man to Christ more than anything else. But Jesus says, you won't come to me. If you won't come to me, Jesus said, if you won't come to me in earthly things, you dead sure won't come to me in spiritual things. If you don't believe when I tell you of earthly things, you'll never believe if I tell you of heavenly things. So the way I look at it, if the diseases of the body are a reflection of the diseases of the soul, and we are not willing to trust God and his word with the diseases of the body, you pray tell, how is it possible that we can trust Jesus with the disease and the sin of the soul? You may have gotten saved when you're 60, but it was not God's will that you got saved when you're 60. God does not want you to live your whole life for the glory of the devil and live in sin. He wants you to live your whole life for the glory of God. Well, thank God you got saved when you were 60. Thank God for that. But up till 60, I'm telling you, that sinful lifestyle is going to have some repercussions. A lot of them. Now, in Proverbs chapter 8 and verse number 17, it says this. I love them that love me. That's what God says. And those that seek me early shall find me. That's what God says. That's what God says. And so, that, that, uh, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, when, 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 when I see a wayward young person, my heart breaks. Because I know, listen, I know, that, listen, I'm telling you, uh, 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 thank God for those that get saved. But you know, most people are not going to get saved. You know, The Bible says, narrow is the way that leads to life, and few there be that go in there at. And so you see somebody, man, they don't have a passion for God. I tell Jonathan all the time, I says, man, keep the fire going, keep it hot. Keep them in love with Jesus. Let's do what we can. Because when they go down the wrong road, every day that they're backslidden, it's going to be that much harder to get back on track. And what they're going to end up doing is make some serious decisions in youth. And not only is it going to affect them, but it's going to affect their husband or their wife and then their children and then their grandchildren to the third and fourth generations. I'm just just saying that you've got a lot of... here, Here is a lot of people are bringing kids into this world only to put them in hell in the next world. And then it's not God's will... It's the Calvinist bad theology. It's not God's will that you be unhealthy and sickly all the time. The Calvinists, you know, they want to blame God for everything. Well, it's all God's fault. God hasn't taken it from me yet. But God has given us the Bible. And the Bible tells us, God says, listen, I won't have to take it from you. You'll never get it. He says, says, listen, when you get sick and you get right, I'm the Lord that healeth thee. I don't want you giving credit to the doctor. Give God the glory. That's number one. I've, I've, not very long ago. And brother, I'm, I'm telling you, I, it's just hard for me to be silent on this kind of a thing. And guy says, if, if, if it wasn't for the doctor, my wife would be dead. Generally speaking, if you are not in good health, it's because of bad choices and not because you have been chosen to suffer.